Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Undrafted guys, are they are leapfrogging some of the guys that are veterans. I don't want to be perceived as the old head who always got something to say about right. my game. Right. Nah, bro. You doing it, man. Do you. Do you. Good do it. Good do it. Let's get down to it. Good do it. Good do it. Good do it. Let's get down to it. Welcome back to Cut To It. We've got a special show for all the Panthers fans out there. It's an exciting time in Panthers Nation. Rookie quarterbacks, rookie receivers, second-year guys maybe taking a big leap. Steve, you were there able to watch, dissect, interact with players, coaches, fans. During back-together weekend at Panthers training camp, we're going to dive into the potential of this young Panthers team in a very winnable NFC South, mm. how far Bryce Young can lead them, the most Frank Wright can get out of the squad, and maybe some fantasy potential uh, from a couple of the core players on this team. Steve, see you later. The episode's over. We uh... <laughs> I got my, my chart of chart of interest. How you doing? How's camp? How's life? Uh, camp was camp was good. Learned a lot. Um, just seeing all the different guys in the element uh, yesterday when I was up there, it was really good because it um, wasn't too much. It, it, it was overcast, so it wasn't too much heat. So you got to see guys kind of really get after it a little bit. To, uh, um, as we say, ratchet it up. You know, they had a fight a mm -hmm. little bit, high-spirited. Uh, it's always fun back together uh, weekend because um, the whole league is doing it. And um, – it's just it's it's great it's great excitement. Um, one of the things I was tremendously impressed with is how many fans came out. I mean, they have fans on both sides right there uh, at Wofford Stadium, at Wofford's football stadium. They have fans on both sides, and also people sitting on the hill on the lawn. Haven't seen that much excitement around the Carolina Panthers in a long time. Um, and it was just good to see, and, and I believe it was it was pretty exciting as well. For for some of these younger players, they're coming from schools that are drawing 80,000, 90,000 a week. <laughs> yeah. So they're used to this. But for these second, third-year guys who had to come to camp last year, like you were just saying, wasn't as much excitement. How much energy does this inject into them being like, oh, we're here now? You could see guys had a little pep in their step. Guys mm -hmm. were kind of looking around and saying, okay, you know, our fan base is believing us. Is it Our fan base believes in us. A lot of times when you're playing and you're not playing good football, uh, it's easy to be sensitive and to realize, hey, we're not on a good team mm -hmm. and our fan base really isn't backing us up, Right the whole fan base. Mm -hmm. But man, it's so much buzz and excitement, obviously with Bryce Young, 
that and with the coaching staff for Frank, right? You could just kind of tell, man, that there's going to be something special. And when I say something special, I'm not sitting here acting like the Carolina Panthers or going to the Super Bowl and they about to go on a 15-1 run. I'm, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about the excitement that you have some players who, if it all clicks, and when it does click, they can be really special. They can help your team. When I say special, I'm not talking about they're going to have Hall of Fame careers and they'll be catching, you know, uh, 1,800 yards every year moving forward. I just mean excitement where you know when you go to the bathroom and you come back, something happened. What did I miss? Mm-hmm. Versus what the heck ha- What the heck did we do now? And I believe we're in that what did I miss phase because last year is how are we going to not win the day or how are we not going to live up to the expectation of which we saw our team or seen your team in training camp that you can go back to and go, oh, yeah, I saw that back in July. I didn't think, or I saw that back in August. I just didn't think he'll be doing it like this all the time. Great example is I know we're talking about Carolina Panthers, but throughout the whole next, throughout the whole six or seven weeks of training camp, you are going to see social media wise little tidbits of athleticism, one handed catch. It's just impress, impressive because you get to see these guys work. Yeah, what can fans really look at and go, I think that can translate to the regular season? Mm. Is is Are we not even there yet? Do we have to wait for a couple of these preseason games? Or can you look at some of these one-on-one matchups and be like, oh, that'll play? You Well, the answer is all. Okay. Because depending on the player, you will see some things that will wow you. Great example, left tackle, Iki Aquanu. It's looking really good. I mean, when I say looking really good, he is locking down guys. And, yes, he's somebody's going to get past him. You, you're in the heat. You're going 70, 80 plays in one day. You've been in meetings. You're going to have some off days. You're going to have a bad player here or there. But Icky is already showing in year two why he was the sixth pick for the Carolina Panthers last year. He's, I, I believe he's already become one of the best offensive linemen on the Carolina Panthers team because of his consistency of what he started last year as a rookie. Yes, he had some mistakes, but he grew into the role. And then today, and then today heading into his second year, he's looking good. I'm not going to say he's great, but he looks better than his rookie year, and he was pretty darn good. Then you have, they have some guys that are injured. Austin Corbett, he's he's hurt. So that gives an opportunity for some of these other young guys to come in. They got two guys, uh, J.D. Dorenzo, uh, probably saying it wrong, but he's from Rutgers, undrafted. And then uh, Nash Jensen, undrafted from North Dakota State, where they're, you know, knocking him down with, uh, with players, sarcasm. When you get when you're undrafted from North Dakota State, you aren't expected. Not so lot. Not a lot is expected out of you. I'm getting word that these two guys, 
they're nasty, they're tough, they're smart. They said, man, they're fighting for the sixth man right now. That's how oh, good wow. they are. The undrafted guys, are they are leapfrogging some of the guys that are veterans who, are, who will be backups, right? We got um, 30-year-old ninth-year player uh, Cam Irving, and they said that they're playing like veterans. When you say mm-hmm. undrafted, they don't look undrafted. Are they making mistakes? Yes. But the, but they're making less mistakes as, a undra- as undrafted than some of the guys are that were drafted two years or three years or four years or who are fighting to be on the roster as a backup. What kind of hunger do these undrafted guys come in with and how do they sustain it? So it's not just like, oh, I'm hungry to make the team. It's no, I'm, I'm hungry to stay in the league for – a half decade to 10 years. I think what happens is there's very little expectations that are expected from them Mm. and very little ability to handle all the information, give it to them all at once and see how they apply it. And these guys are applying it pretty well to the point that people are going, we can give them more. Well, Hey, let's try them here at guard. Wow. Let's try them here at tackle. Wow. Let's try him here at, at left guard, right guard. And they're playing well. So when you're a backup, you have to have a special teams value and you have to have a value of playing multiple positions. And what they call yeah. it is swing. You got to be able to swing around and, and, and fill a gap. And these two guys are filling gaps, right? The same way Brady Christensen from uh, who was, he was a third round pick in 2020. Um, for the Carolina Panthers. He's been a guy, he's lined up at tackle, he's lined up at guard. Sam Tacklenberg, same thing, he's lined up at center, he's lined up at guard, tackle. When you're able to show your value that you can block at any position and take the workload and the information and direct traffic to, being a center is directing traffic. Man, that's a tremendous value that teams are willing to hold on to you and allow you to make mistakes and allow you to humbly develop and to see if you can handle the workload. Is is offensive line what most Panthers fans are keyed in right now because of the investment in Bryce Young, keeping him upright, keeping him protected, giving him time, especially as a rookie. Yeah, he was at Alabama. He was Heisman. Obviously, he has the pedigree. He has the mm-hmm. talent. But he, needs, he still needs protection. He still needs protection at the NFL level. So Icky taking that step. Sounds like it should be one of the most important things so far out of camp. No, the most important thing is the wide receivers, right? They got 12 wide receivers. They may only kick keep seven. I don't mm-hmm. I doubt eight. They have one, two, three, four, five tight ends, three quarterbacks. I believe they just signed another quarterback. Um uh, so they got four quarterbacks, one, two, three, four, five, six, six running backs. Man, they got a lot of guys that are vibe, they are, are working for a position, not just on the Carolina Panthers, but on other teams as well so they can get themselves in the uh, all-22 system. So scouts, when they're looking at, at – scouts right now are looking at rosters of players that maybe they uh, a player was undrafted and said, hey, he was on our list 
or he was drafted. He was on our list, but someone else picked him up and now he becomes available. So they're looking to watch and see, Hey, we had a tar- We targeted a guy and he's available. Let's bring him in our, in, in our team. So mm-hmm. there's a ton of guys like the 12 wire, you know, the, all these wide receivers, man, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see because you got Chanel, CJ Saunders, Shai Smith, Stevenson, Mingo, Clark, Bird, Thielen, Wright, Jennings, uh, Vaughn, and Marshall. Man, you're not going to be able to keep all these guys. No. No. How? Obviously, it's the third coach in the last 12 months uh, in Carolina. How has Reich looked? How has the team looked under him? What What are the positives? I I can't imagine there are many negatives. It's only been a couple of days so far, but what have the ups and downs of practice look like so far? A lot of people that I'm talking to and just hearing, you know, and they're just saying the leadership, the leadership is more consistent. Uh, They know exactly why and what the message is. There's no hitting meaning. Frank has such a great staff of former players. Uh, D'Angelo Hall is a DB coach. Josh McCown is the quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator, uh, Park Frazier, just all these different guys, wide receivers coach for a long time. They call him OG, Sean Jefferson. Um, Deuce Staley is assistant coach and uh, assistant head coach. And Deuce Staley is passionate. He keeps those guys accountable. His job is to really uh, be the mouthpiece and manage um, as well underneath Frank and I've had an opportunity to be in a few of the meetings where Deuce has addressed the team and he addresses he he dress addresses the team and talks to them in the way that understanding this is my expectation and he told me a story is like look you don't want to be heard you want to be you, you, you want to be seen And he was like telling these guys, you have to create a a routine. And here's the expectation. Here's what we want out of you. And just very passionate. And he he gives you those chills, right? And and I'm a huge Deuce Staley fan. You know, Deuce is down there in South Carolina. And I always remember if I had the opportunity to, you know, name it, if I had any of my boys opportunity to to go with a junior, I was going to go with Deuce. Yeah. And so when Deuce, when we had the opportunity to name him, man, and so I, I got the opportunity to tell uh, Deuce that is, man, I've I've looked at Deuce. I've been a fan of Deuce Staley for years, man. When yeah. he was – and so me, him living here now and coaching, um, I get to kind of fanboy out a little bit. And so it's, <laughs> it's super dope, man. It's super dope. So you've seen, I mean, you've been around the Panthers 20 plus years now. You've seen a lot of coaching staffs. Mm-hmm. What's what's the difference of the vibe of this one compared to previous ones? Because previous ones have been very successful. Yeah, so I, yeah. does, this one, does this one feel like this in terms of order, in terms of structure? Well, Obviously different because it's different yeah. human beings. But when a new coaching staff comes in, a lot of times you'll hear players uh, unintentionally compare Mm -hmm. and say things that come across negative. Right. And I would put it in this, I would put it in this category. 
it's almost like injuries. The current injury, the, whatever injury you have currently, always seems like the worst injury you've ever had. Right. And with this coaching staff, the new coaching staff, they're, they're polar opposite. Vinegar, water and vinegar, water and oil, they're so polar opposites that people are saying things and it's coming across a little bit of a dig at the former regime. And I'm, I don't want to get into that, but I would say because it's new, because it's different people saying it with different tones, different approaches, it comes across as an upgrade. Ultimately, we're only going to know was it the good call when we measure the two head-to-head in the same amount of time. Right. So in two years, if they are the same that Matt Rule is, it wasn't an upgrade. But I also believe the type of players that Frank Wright and company are getting will give him the edge to have a more successful season. Yeah, I've been thinking about the Panthers' rebuild, if you could even call it that, since they were competitive, especially the second half of last season. Uh, But it seems like they have franchise cornerstones, or at least you hope franchise cornerstones, at all of the key positions. They've got J.C. holding down the secondary. They've got Brian Burns uh, on on the front seven. That's his unit, from at least where I'm sitting, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's Uh, from where I'm sitting, too. Okay, good. Icky uh, looks like he's developing into yep. that, hopefully, franchise tackle. And then you've got Bryce. How? I mean, that's that's a question on everyone's mind. How is Bryce looking? How is he handling his first his first full pro duty? He's taking about 90% of the snaps. Is he making mm-hmm. rookie mistakes? Yes. Let's. I'm going to go back and forth into the NFC because, one, we got to talk about that and then also address some of the – some of the things that people have been saying down this I-85 <laughs> rivalry. Tampa, yes? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you stop it there. He's taking 95% of the snaps. Has he made mistakes? He threw a, he threw a pick the other day. He threw a pick yesterday. And my boy Shaq. He's human? Is that what I'm hearing? He's human? Yes, he is. Shaq. Uh, Shaq Thompson, a friend of the show, uh, Big Dog, had the interception. And he was going through his progressions. But that's also, Bryce is one of those guys, he has such great anticipation. He's anticipating that the, re- the receiver is going to be where he is. And sometimes they're not there, not because the receiver isn't good. Sometimes, you know, that guy on the other side is getting paid a lot of money. He 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 makes a play. It's true. He says, hey, <laughs> I think I've seen this play before somewhere on this field uh, maybe 15, 17 hours ago. Yeah. yeah. I think you're running a quick out. Maybe I should <laughs> jump that. You had mentioned Josh McCowan. You mentioned Frank Wright. They're all working with Bryce Young. Is there such a thing as having too much veteran leadership? Is he no, is he getting no, too many different 
No, because they're all coaches. That's their job, and they understand what they're supposed to do. But then also Bryce is challenging them, and they're sitting in meetings. Bryce loves details, loves to study. Right. And so he's sitting there getting enough wisdom between just Josh, their quarterback coach, and Andy Dalton. You got like 27 years of experience. Mm -hmm. Andy Dalton, he played with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. You know, he played with some good players. He he also played with some players that were just okay. So he's able to look at it from a different perspective. He played at TCU as well, which meaning every school brings something where he maybe didn't play in the SEC like Bryce Young. So he wasn't playing against top 30 picks. He was playing against guys who maybe they ran a lot more zone coverage. So that allowed him to to understand – this or that. So it, it all, the journey of each different players and coaches allows great dialogue. And somewhere in that experience through all these guys, somebody's Bryce Young will be in a situation that either Andy Dalton, Frank Wright, Josh McCown, and then Bryce himself have been in that they would be able to help him get out of a pickle or at least go through a scenario that they could at least be somewhat prepared for. The Panthers and Bears are forever going to be intertwined because of the trade that was made. But a level to that that didn't click until you were just talking about Andy Dalton, he was the Bears' starter starter when they drafted Justin Fields. And I I remember him distinctly saying, it's my job. He's going to have to come take it. Do you think him having that experience just two years ago better prepared him for now this stage of his career? He's older. He knew what he was getting into. He didn't know that when the Bears took fields. He did think it was his job. Do you think that better prepared him to be like, all right, yeah, this is my mentor stage of my career. I'm here if something goes terribly wrong and I'll play, but I know where I'm at right now. I believe he does. Talking to Andy, saying – uh, just his perspective, right? Andy's always been a great dude. Mm-hmm. But I think he's he's been, over his 13-year career, 35 years old, he's, you know, and he's a believer, and I think he, you know, I believe he looks at everything um, with a great perspective, that he's looking at it as an opportunity to help and know, because at some point, whether we all come to that conclusion or not, you're faced with, hey, man, I've been in this situation, which means I've been in a situation where it is not exactly what I want it to be. It didn't pan out the way I wanted it to go. And how can I make the best out of it? Right. How, how can I make lemonade? Yep. It, it's more he was making lemonade for 13 years. Now I have to learn how to make it in a different way. You know what I mean? Like it's still lemonade. It's just a different way of going about it. At some at some part of your career, whether you like it or not, you think the problem are is them and not you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 then when the ties tide starts to change, you start to realize it's not them. It's me. I can improve the situation with obviously. My perspective. Yeah. I may not be the face on the bottle anymore, but I can go pick the lemons from the trees. Like I can still help. I can still help in this process in some way. 
You know, because sometimes we get there and we're so we don't know are we the victim or the mortar. But then you start, you get enough, you get enough tread and 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 and, and on the tire, or the tire starts to get worn down a little bit, and you start to realize, you know what? Being a victim sucks, being a martyr sucks. You know, I'd just rather choose to make <laughs> the best out of this situation. Mm. Uh, I saw you, you and Moose grilling with, oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. with Mingo. How is that? It looked uh, overcast, cloudy. It looked like 55, maybe 60 degrees Bro, outside. It was, it, 98 de- it was 98 <laughs> degrees. We had two grills going with propane. Bro, I was. You weren't even I talking. Had, you were so hot. You were- <laughs> Bro, I had sweat going down the crack. It was, I mean, I had sweat to start at my my head, went down my, I was, hey, hey. Bingo said he just got out of the shower and he was drenched already. Bro, <laughs> oh, it, it was ridiculous. You know, one of the cool things that people, I, I saw a few people, they're like, man, he need to quit turning over those steaks he's killing. I was turning over because it was so hot. Right. I didn't want him to burn. Right. And they, I didn't, they didn't, um. We didn't have any spray, and so they kept sticking. So I didn't yeah. want them to stick. Yeah. Listen, grilling on the internet is as dangerous as it gets because everyone's an expert when it comes to. Oh, grilling. everybody's an expert, oh, especially no, in the a, south. Like <laughs> a, a lot of them, like oh, those were terrible. Actually, they were medium, so they were excellent. How how does that feel having an older you and Moose playing the older like the big brothers the the uncles to this current group of, of receiving uh, this receiving core. You know, I, I was up there and um, one of the players was asking me, you know, what, what's your angle, Steve? I said, man, for the first time I get to be the good cop. It's been fun, man. It's just going in there, try to give my advice, but not too much, not to the point right. of where guys look are looking at me and going, here comes Steve saying something. Sometimes I'm like, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Yeah. And just I just watch practice and ask him how their kids and family is doing. And that's really it, man. I don't want to be perceived as the old head who always got something to say about right. my game. Right. Nah, bro. You doing it, man. Do you. Do you. So it's – I mean, it's kind of a brand new – we talked about that. You said they had 11 receivers at camp right now, 15 even. Um, but the, they brought in Adam Thielen. They brought in DJ yep. Chark. They drafted Mingo. Uh, Terrence Marshall's year three right now. Uh, so how yes, – year out three of, out of LSU, yeah. Out of that group, how's everyone looking? I mean, Chark went viral with a with a crazy catch. That's oh, one of my favorite Chark parts. Do- Man, Chark is doing really well right Derek Wright, he hurt his, uh, he broke his hand, but he was doing really well too. So on my chart, I kind of kind of ranked Adam Thielen as, the, you know, he's the he's the old head. I always go with age, right? So you got the old head, he's old reliable. You know, he's seen the most out of these group of guys, 10 years. Then number two on the list, in my opinion, has to be Chark with the speed. You got Terrence Marshall. Um and then I think it's Mingo and then and Mingo and Chenault, Shai Smith, and then it's Derek Wright, 
Demir Bird, CJ Saunders. They're kind of battling out to see who can maybe be a special teams guy. That's how I see it. Then you go in the running back position. They got Peoples from App, uh, App State. He's a rookie. Pat level is way too high, in my opinion. I, I think Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, they're going to be battling out to see. Miles Sanders is going to be the big uh, – to have the workload. But what I've been impressed with Miles Sanders is his receiving value and, you know, pass pro value is there as well. You know, he passed pro – Excellent last year. So Chuba Hubbard and Peoples, I think, is going to be battle to see which guy can be that third down back, that short yardage, because this is a multi-tier backfield, and and how these guys play is going to depend on how they stay. And then you got Blackshear, whose his special team value is remarkable, so I think he's, he's, he's locked in there. Is, is there almost a competition now to prove value for special teams since so many guys know it's a way into the league, a way to get their yes, foot yes. in the every, door? Every draft, everybody's drafted in these different positions, obviously outside the quarterback, and right. there's a word under there that says SP value, special team value. You must play special teams. The more you can do, the more valuable you can show who you are. Uh, so right now on underdog, Miles Sanders is ranked RB20. You were just talking about his ability to block, mm-hmm. his ability to catch. It's something he talked about coming out of Philly. He felt like he was undervalued. Is, he that, was. An area, is that an area you think the Panthers are going to attack a lot? I think he year? has a great – I think he has a lot of value as a receiving running back, and I, and I believe he'll prove that. So you think even 20 might be a little low? I think so. Okay. I like that. I'll move yeah, him yeah. up. He had career highs last year, and it's always it's been strange. It feels like even back to Penn State, his whole career has kind of been under this shadow that he didn't cause. Obviously, he comes after Saquon. He goes to Philly. Every, they trade for all these wide receivers. They kind of phase him out of the Super Bowl, which maybe not the best decision. Uh, and now he's replacing – is CMC regarded as the best running back in Panthers history? Not any, I'm not asking out of a slight to him. There have just been some really cold running backs that have come through the Panthers. I think CMC is will be the most well-rounded running back because of what his he's able to do uh, catching the football, yeah, and running so dual threat. I think the best running back has to be you know double trouble with D'Angelo and Jonathan Stewart as the yeah. group of guys, but CMC is impressive. He really yeah. is. So I, I believe as a running back to be able to do all the multiple things, he's probably going to be up there. And I, and I don't think they'll ever get a guy that will do that just because times are changing. Right. Right. And he, and he's not, it, those types of players just don't always come a dime a dozen. He's, yeah. he's unique. He's a unicorn. Now I flip the script tight ends. It's going to get real interesting. It, I think it's Hayden Hurst. Uh, job to lose. Ian Thomas, six-year player out of Indiana, shows flashes. That's all he shows is flashes, not consistent, right? He has some, he, he'll make a great play, and then he'll drop an easy routine catch. Did that yesterday. 
in one-on-ones. So do you still get the shows? Fl- like what year does that expire? Cause you just said year six shows flashes. It's like, when does, how long, <laughs> and six years is a very long career, but how long do you get that? Well, here's, 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 here's what I mean. He's in a six year and they just picked up a free agent in the same year. Yeah. Six year. Yeah, so, so what does that tell they, you? Whoever they feel more comfortable with is who's staying on the team. Whoever they feel yep. can be more consistent in their role. Yep. yep. Like when they pick up somebody in your position with the same year you, you've had, <laughs> better get on that jugs machine. Yeah, they're screaming at you. They're, yeah. they're letting you know loud. The right, the, they have spray painted all <laughs> along the, ro- the wall. The other side of the ball. Mm. How's everything over there looking? Like I said earlier, you got you got Burns, Agent Zero now officially. He's Agent, zero. Agent zero. Now. He's doing good. Um, man, this is unique and, and, and interesting because they got a lot of guys. Grow J Hill. He's been a guy in his eighth year. He's went New England. He was, I think, uh, the sixth. He was a sixth round pick out of New England. He's every year he's on a different team, but he just yeah. makes plays. He's making play after play. Thank uh, Frankie Louvu. He's playing well. Shaq Thompson, he's doing well. Somebody that I think is really interesting, Brandon Smith needs to show some consistency. Super athletic out of Penn State, known as a guy that can do it all. He needs to take that step. Um, they just, I think they're waiting for it. Guy I'm rooting for, man, you could put him right there now, man, number 47, First of all, he, he he legally changed his name from a nickname to his real to his birth name, man, Bumper Pool. But Bumper Pool just falls up into a play every single day. He's around the ball. Just I mean, it's just around the ball like a fly on you know what. Just <laughs> always there. Man, every time I'm at practice, I see him, I just there's my guy. <laughs> I'm just rooting for him, bro. I am expecting Bumper pool to be on this team and he, special teams value, bro. Oh, for but sure. But he just falls in the play all the time. Yeah, I had to Google just to make sure I remember what school he went to. Arkansas, perfect SEC yeah. college football name. Perfect. If you watch him, he'll just be, you know, skating, skating along, <laughs> going with the flow. Oh, tackle. Pick. Tackle for loss. Delayed sack. Just makes plays. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is they need to find someone or they'll have dual situation where Gross Matos, Marquise Haynes, those two guys are kind of dual it out. And because Gross Matos has, is a real interesting thing. He got the starting gig last year in his fourth year out of Penn State, super athletic, six. Six foot five, 265 pounds. He became the starter last year under Matt Rule because of the loss of, he went to Philly. Oh, Hassan um, Reddick. Of Hassan Reddick. And he was the third down guy, came in. He was a situational player that became the starter. And I'm always weary of situational players that became the starter because situational players will show flashes. But right. that flash doesn't mean that, that that's how you're going to play every single time. That's what I'm worried about. And he didn't have 
the big plays that he had, flash plays the year before. I mean, last year, I mean, look, last year only had two and a half sacks. He had more than two and a half sacks as a situational player. Yeah. And is that just the wear and tear of playing more downs, playing different situations, or could it be a bunch of things? My, he's not there yet. Okay. I think he will, I think he's a full-time situational player. Which, as uh, a guy trying to get after the quarterback, I think we've seen a lot more teams try and have a lot more looks, especially trying to get after the quarterback. You're seeing deeper rotations along the front seven. I don't see them as... Like a 60-70 play guy. No, I don't don't see him as the guy that can help create pressure with Agent Zero. Right. I think he can help create pressure situationally with Agent Zero, but not first, second down. I think he's more of a third down specialist guy. Okay. And how's the secondary look? Secondary. I guess guess the way to ask the question, if if I were a team about to play the Panthers, which area – would be secondary. the way to attack them. The secondary. secondary. Okay. The secondary. Dante Jackson, he's working his way back from Achilles, but he could play. When healthy, Dante can ball. When healthy, mm-hmm. J.C. Horn can ball. Obviously, you see C.J. Henderson, a former first-round draft pick out of Florida, just hasn't shown consistency. And the Carolina Panthers declined his fifth-year option, so it's a prove-it. Last year, I saw watched him in in the preseason. Man, he played well. Didn't didn't play as good in regular season, so a little bit disappointed. Keith Taylor, third year out of Washington, six foot three, struggled. Xavier Woods, veteran, he'll be fine. Jeremy Chin, veteran. Um, Von Bell, man, he's he's really the quarterback back there, getting them together. The guy who's impressed, and I love, he's just a dog. Robinson out of Florida State. This kid got, he he has it. Man, he's going to hit you. Jimmy, he's going to hit yeah. you. And he he's nasty, bro. <laughs> he's an old school player. <laughs> yeah, I read that. I remember pre-draft, that was almost like a knock on him because everyone wants safeties to be super fast and super all over the field and play center field. And, smart. He's smart. Yeah. I don't care. He's smart. He's going to impact this team. He's going to make this roster. Uh, Rajon Wright from Oregon State, he's not super fast either, but he, he's he's uh, ticked off for greatness. He's mad that he, he didn't uh, get drafted. He's been playing. He's been coming up and get, getting active. Uh, the rookie, Molten uh, uh, from uh, Baylor, he could play too, man. He, these guys have really done a really good job. And then you got the Utah guy, uh, Super Bowl champ, um, Eric Rowe. Um, it would be interesting to see. He's a little bit older, um, see what he can do. Um, but this defense, obviously, the defense is uh, the strength of the team. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Deshaun Williams. Uh, free agent, fifth year, thirty year old player. He's going to help the team, and then uh, uh, Tuttle. He's I'm I'm looking forward to him uh, helping their inter- interior. is pretty good, and they're running a, a traditional uh, three four defense. Okay, so based off of some of the youth in that secondary, you could see it maturing throughout the course of the season. Baptism by fire, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
overall good vibes coming out of first well, week. Going of- to, here's what I would say. Going into the coming into training camp and heading into preseason and going into the season, there should be a lot of optimism. Right. There's a lot of flash plays off his defense special team. That continues to happen. This is a team that can su- surprise you with beating some teams that you did not in- expect them to win. I do think that can be the case. Yeah, I think plenty of reason for opt- Again, it's not a full rebuild. This wasn't a 1-15, in 1-16 in team last no. year. It just was it was the management of it wasn't great. Right. Right. You didn't get here in a conventional way, but we're here now. Yes. And and your team and your coaches know what they have on paper. Now they have to figure out is what they thought they had on paper, is it really real? And and then adjust. Yeah. But I, I do believe based off what they have right now, heading into the second year and based on how this season goes. Pretty good foundation if it if it goes the way it should. Are there any because of the division and it being winnable for really all four I think teams? It is. Well, three of the four teams. Yes. Uh is there any it's is a weird question, but are there any negatives to having success too soon? Not with this team because you you have a young quarterback. So getting some early wins it, it will help calm the calm the, the storm for him, I think. And then also yeah. because you got a new coaching staff too. Everybody's antsy to get the the first win. Yeah. Everybody's antsy to kind of show, hey, this is this is what we can be. Oh, I don't even mean like a hot September. I mean like get to the playoffs year one. Like is no, that? No, I don't think. No, no. Okay. No, I don't There's think no so. such thing as too high expectations. Because of it's because of it being Bryce and now, the else. high expectations go me on the fan base, not on the players. Absolutely, oh, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm asking on behalf of. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay, it, it, right. and it really helps some of these young, it, some of these older players who have been sticking it around Definitely. and say, you know what, it was worth it. Definitely, that is something I often forget about football. It's next year is not guaranteed. Next week's not nope. guaranteed. So that's that is a, a point I I overlooked. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.